Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Reality Right After. I am your host, Wellington Gomez, Chief Editor of the Reality Rundown. And I'm here with my co-host, Kadian. How are you? Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm well. And how are you? <laughs> I am doing perfect. But especially today, we are joined by a special co-host, content creator, Housewives commentator, and the Receipts King himself, Alex Salter. Hi, Alex. Hey, Valentin, how are you? I'm good. I'm so happy you joined us today. I've been dying to get you on the podcast. Honestly, I'm super excited. I'm a huge fan of you, and we got so much to talk about, y'all. Oh, my God. Yes, 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 for sure. So we know this news of Giselle Bryan and Peter Thomas supposedly dating and filming <laughs> and filming for season seven of The Real Houses of Potomac. So it just, first of all, what what was the what was the publisher that published this article again? Media takeout. Yeah. Media media takeout. First of all, media takeout. I'm I'm already like, what is this? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> so my my team is like, should we post it? Should we not post it? I'm like, this this sounds weird. Let's let's reach out to the sources and let's get this confirmed. Robin is like, nope, this is not happening. This is not true. And like, I even was embarrassed to even ask because I sh- I feel like we should have known that. I think this is one of those things where I knew it wasn't true, but I wanted to be true so bad because two messy people. Right. Like, here is like the messiest one of the bunch, and you got Giselle who's super messy herself. Like, could you just imagine them together? Like, they would just right. break out everywhere. That would be crazy. And- but- I saw the the Twitter fans. They were already creating scenarios like, oh, Peter's going to come to Potomac, try to open bar one and take all of Giselle's money. <laughs> no, no, they were saying he wanted a flute. They said he wanted a champagne flute. I'm like, child. <laughs> oh Truly so funny is the possibility. Like, Peter right. is legendary in these housewife streets, yeah. okay? And that possibility, I was like, if this is even 1% true, like Andy has to like stop traffic for this entire season that's about to be put out. Cause right. I know Peter right. would have gave it to everybody. Well, there you have it. It's not true. And our dreams are, our dreams are crushed. Um, <laughs> bye Robin. <laughs> the real housewives of Atlanta is back. Finally. Confetti, confetti. Um, Season 14 is in full swing, and we have so much to talk about um, with our castmates. First of all, the drama over this cast photo. The fact that the ladies came together and took their own cast photo. What do you guys think about this, Kadian? You know, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade or tequila. And I feel like the ladies, you know, they, I'm glad they even came together collectively and put all their issues aside to give us such magic. And it just shows you that like, even when you're in a workspace, that's not giving you enough. If you're capable of doing enough and if you're capable of leading, do just that because for the community, AKA, AKA us as fans and viewers, we want the magic. We we can't wait to see what comes out. And, you know, we're very vocal about everything, <laughs> literally right. everything. And the women understand how important it is to us to have what we ask for. Even if it's something negative, <laughs> they always got up their way to make sure we're happy um, to some extent, mm-hmm. even if the network is not giving us that. So it was nice to see. And they all look extremely amazing. Extremely amazing. Alex? 
Yeah, so I agree with that. Um, I think that the first cast that was released by Bravo, it just wasn't it. And I think that the one they did together, first of all, it was cool they actually all agreed, even if they were not getting well at the time, they all agreed to come together to do it. And like, right. yeah, I mean, they all looked amazing. They all was definitely giving in that in that photo. But I, I will say on the other side of things, they had like amazing cast photos in season 12. Like that's one of my favorite of all time. Like they oh, all, yes. like, that's like super iconic. I wonder if it's because I don't know if Bravo does it like maybe like skip a season or something because Potomac had one in season uh, five, which was super nice. They didn't have a new one in season six. And then Beverly Hills. I don't remember if Beverly Hills had a new one last season, but I know they have a, a new one this season. So I don't know what really goes into that. Maybe they felt like season 13 wasn't that good. So they didn't want to give the cast an actual like brand new fresh start, but they should have because we have like what we have like model Peach Holder charade coming yeah. back and now we have yeah. like that's like amazing that's a huge big deal like that should have been like the biggest like the, it should have been like promotion after promotion right uh, right huge cat photo like the most iconic one yet but they didn't give us that which is i don't know it's really odd to me maybe they think that atlanta is not going to bring in the ratings like beverly hills is but i mean i disagree i mean atlanta is still that girl it's it's not going it's away. still that girl and will forever be that girl exactly. and something that i also recognize is the fact that if you actually look at Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills gets a, a, a full cast photo every season so far. Um, they got the one when Denise was here. They added Garcelle to the same thing, but they took, you know, a, a new photo with um, Garcelle and Sutton. Sutton, as, for, as a friend of, got a photo when she was a friend of, got a photo when she got her diamond. They always shoot a, a new um, intro card. Um, this year was the all red. Last year, it was the other ones. Um, every friend of always gets an exclusive photo themselves too. So I feel like the real Housewives of Beverly Hills cast is always taken care of in a sense by their production company and which is evolution truly original, which is what the one that produces, um, Atlanta. I don't know why there wasn't more creativeness into that photo. Like, I just feel yeah. like this blank background that they keep using. They used it for New Jersey twice, and now they're using it for Atlanta, and they also used it for Orange County. This blank background is not doing it for me. I think this is like the first time ever, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that any cast of Cross Friends have ever come together to do their own photo shoot. Like, I don't think anyone's ever done that. Right. I don't think yeah. so either. I mean, that's iconic in itself, because you get, I don't think Potomac or Beverly Hills, they wouldn't be doing that. Like, I'm too busy for that. I don't got time for that. And I was like, no. Nah. We giving you guys what you guys want. This is about to be a great season. Maybe Bravo doesn't think so, but we're about to give you guys everything that you guys have been waiting for. And I ain't gonna lie, they definitely did. So right, right. Yeah. Kudos to the ladies. Um, I was going to mention that you know what's weird is how much lack of promo there is. I feel like almost that they're relying on social media to carry these franchises now because they go viral, people are talking, and all of these things. And back in the day, NY, um, Real Housewives of New York City was on buses throughout the city. There was so much big billboards everywhere. And I just feel like I don't see that anymore. That lack is killing me. I, I really want to go outside and be like, ooh, I, I see the girls everywhere. You know what I mean? Right. I don't want to have to go on Twitter or Instagram and see them because I feel like there's always they I feel like there's a group of people who are 
you know, true fans and true viewers that always tune in. But there is no newcomers. They're not drawing for more audience to come in. And we see that in the numbers, you know. Atlanta just premiered a huge season. A huge season. Marlo is literally on the show because we've been Marlo is her. on the show. Yes, like because we've been asking for her to get a peach. Sheree's back because we want to know what's going on with her and Tyrone. Like <laughs> all of these extensive things. We didn't want a season without Kenya knowing that Portia and Cynthia wasn't going to come back. And right. our voices matter. However, because of that, I feel like they're doing a, like less of what they're supposed to do. Marlo wasn't at the group shot though. Marlo was not at the group shot. She was mm -hmm. she wasn't able to attend that day. She shot all of her stuff by, by herself. Our producers are so shady. Another thing that one of our producers wanted to, us to talk about is the fact that, so we know what's going on with Nini. Um, Sheree recently did an interview with Entertainment Tonight, I believe, where she said that, you know, she hasn't experienced the things that Nini has experienced at Bravo and that she has a great relationship with the network, but that she wishes Nini well. So I wanted to get you guys' opinion on this because you know, do you think that there is truth to what Nini is claiming? And do you think that the other wives have a responsibility to step up and support her? Alex, you start, because I want to know what you think. <laughs> okay, I'm really divided on this because when it comes to racism at the network, I can see where maybe she's had some valid claims because, I mean, there's been so many things over the years. We had Kim Zolciak on the cast, which a lot of people did accuse of being racist, but... The problem where it stems for me is as much as I want to support Nini 100% be behind her, the one thing that gets me is like for years she called Kim racist, but then for some reason she became cool with her again. She mm -hmm. wanted to do a spinoff with her. Like that was supposed to be in the works, but it never happened. And I guess for me personally, like if, if I feel like someone is racist or even if like my employer is racist, I'm not going to. First of all, if it's, if it's a person, I'm not going to associate with them. I don't care how cool we are. We're just not going to be cool. If I feel like you're racist, there's no, there's nothing here for, for right. me and you. Especially if it's my employer as well. Like, I'm just going to be deuces. I'm out. Like, I have enough self-respect to leave. So it's not that I'm saying I don't think that her claims are valid. I just feel like she loses some credibility when she befriends Kim after all these years, after calling her right. racist. And to Sheree, to Sheree's point... <laughs> I love my girl Sheree, but Sheree is not reliable. She says <laughs> one day, the next day she forgets what she says. Like, nah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't take Sheree's word for it. I wouldn't. Um, now, have you, like, if someone like Candy came forward and said, yeah, you know, I've experienced it myself, I probably would believe her because Candy's been there since day one and she's actually worked behind the scenes. So I feel like she would have some actually firsthand knowledge of like what really is going on with the network. But I guess as a viewer, it's really hard for me to determine whether. Nini's right now. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't really know what goes behind the scene. I can only base my perspective on what I actually see on my TV and what happens behind the scenes. I don't know. I mean, she could have valid reasons. I just, I just don't know. Right. It's, it's a really right. hard one because you don't ever want to like put down a black person, especially a black woman, when they say that they experience racism. Because I mean, we know what happens across workplaces all across the country, even even outside Absolutely. of our country, different countries. So it's it's something you want to do, but at the same time, it's like. It's a very unique situation when it comes to Nini and the network. I'm in not in the middle, but more so towards like Nini's claims. Until proven that they're not, 
I, I have to support her, you know, in some essence, because I am a black woman in media. And I know that we tend to go through so many things behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. And mm. a lot of times we look past those microaggressions, those racism, all of those things, so we could get our check, <laughs> so we could have a career, so we can feed our family, so we can do what we Speak want to on it. and to get to where we want to get, right? And right. it's also like you you mentioned, Alex, like you see she's called camera racist before. She said certain things. This lawsuit is not foreign to us. Um, it might be foreign to some people, but it's not foreign to us. Right. And it's just like there is a little bit of flip-flop, right? And I know at times, you know, certain people can't. Um, necessarily not work with their racist coworker or not work with their racist boss, right? Until they have the powerhouse themselves to fight against certain things. Does right. it not help their case? Of course it doesn't. Because we can always pull up clips of Nini and Kim hugging and laughing and all of those things. And you, you want to see the greater good in certain people because you know that that's not only one aspect of who they are and people have to learn and grow. And that's really where I'm at with it, to keep it short. But mm -hmm. in regards of Sheree, I would say, I wish Sheree would have pulled the PR stunt of no comment, or I'm gonna reserve my comments for later, because you can do that in any interview, especially right. when you're asked something that about a case, no one's gonna really push even more. And if someone's pushing, they're starting to make you uncomfortable, right? And you could always talk about your she tried. Stuff. Yeah, she tried. She I, tried. I know she did. I know she did. And that's the thing. Keep trying because you never know when it's your turn. And you also don't know all of what your coworkers is experiencing. And even if some of the claims are false or they didn't happen to how they're being stated, I think it's mm -hmm. important to know that you are also black and you can also be placed in this situation or your children. And or your friends, your sister, whomever. And you don't want to say certain things because you don't know who is also experiencing those things that's close to you that might want to confide in you. But now they watched you say that about your former coworker and now they know you're not someone that they can even look at as an ally. So right. for now, I'm going to say, Nini, best of luck to you. You're fighting against a powerhouse. However, you know, be as prepared as you can be. I hope all of what you're saying is factual and true. Unfortunately, those things happen to us black women. But, you know, I'm going to reserve my ex extreme true feelings until I see more of the case play out and what's really, really facts and what, well, everything, you know, because I can't, yeah. I can't really say Bravo is this big or whoever she's doing, NBC, all of those people. Um, is this big racist company because it's very hard to put a bunch of people under such a terrible umbrella. So yeah, I'm going right. to reserve a lot of my comments for them. But for now, I can only wish her the best and hope that the end for everybody is good. So moving right along, Kenny, and we're going to get right into the Real Housewives of Atlanta premiere recap. So take it away because I, oh my God, this episode, this premiere chat. Oh my God. Yes. I felt like it was Christmas and 
I saw Louis back underneath the Christmas tree. Like I was like, <laughs> but yes, um, the season opens up with Kenya dancing with a stars. You know her and her partner Brandon get a little ghost. He looks so good. Oh, Kenya girl, if you ain't with him, you're doing right. your service. Listen, okay? <laughs> Kim, Kim and Pete, Kim and Pete are proving it that you know the forty year olds can be dating the little twenty something. So Kenya, she better pull up on that. Listen, Kenya, I hope you find a love, 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 love. I hope you live in a big love bubble for the rest of your life. You deserve it. You've been, you've kissed a lot of frogs, honey. It's time for you to get your prank. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, the ladies came to see her, Marlo, Candy, and Sheree. What are you guys' thoughts on the scene? First of all, that whole scene, I was living from start to finish. Like just seeing Kenya rehearsing for Dancing with the Stars, I personally don't even watch that show, but I was voting every week. I'm team 12 to the dev, so that is my girl. I'm going to support her no matter what. So seeing this, like the season start off with my girl Kenya, that was like Christmas for me. I'm like, yes, my girl Kenya's on the screen. Um, but then seeing the rest of the cast, like we've seen Candy come in there, um, Marlo came in there. You know, Kenya and Marlo have had such like tumultuous relationship with years, but seeing them in such a good place, it was it was heartwarming, even though it didn't, I mean, last like a second. But still, in the moment, it was like so good to see them together. And then even Sheree's like intro, like it was so iconic. I literally had to clip it and I could literally say it to my phone because that's how iconic it was. Just like it playing like so a little good. montage of her sound clips, like, who gonna check me, boo? And I had, a, I had to tug on her wig a little bit. Like I was literally <laughs> dying laughing. Like, I don't know who produced or edited this episode, but. 10 out of 10 across the board. Like, I was so, so happy. Like, I haven't been this happy in a premiere in a very, very long time. Like, they did that from start to finish. I can definitely agree with you. Um, I was actually listening to Carlos King's podcast, Reality with the King, today. Um, and on the podcast, he had in the most recent one, I think, with Dave Quinn, the writer of the um, Not So... What, what's what's Not, not All Diamonds and Rosé. Not All Diamonds and Rosé book. Um, he said on his podcast that Sheree had just, her contract had just gone through and she got the call right there and she was at the gym and production was like, hey, listen, the contract went through. We're actually filming right now um, in a studio with Kenya, um, Kenya, Marlo and Candy. Do you want to come down? Literally, like she wow. just got the call. You're wow. officially on. You're officially on the season. Can you come down right now? That's why you see her walking in in gym attire. Like she doesn't, she doesn't even have makeup. She doesn't have nothing. Like she looked ragged. She looked ragged. She looked ragged. So that's why you because she literally got the call. And that is what I love about Sheree. She shows up and she works. She literally had the call. She dropped the, the treadmill and she said, Let me go down to this little shooting right now. Cause I need to get, and that's why it feels when you see her walk in, everybody's like, oh my God, because the girls didn't know that she was showing up. Wow. wow. You, you know, so my nickname for Sheree is that, she, you know, everyone calls her the bone carrier, but I call her employee of the month because <laughs> you call Sheree, Sheree, pull it up. Okay. She needs her camera time. She needs her check. She's keeping that peach. She got to pay the Chateau Sheree. She's coming. Period. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Yes, but let's keep on talking about the first episode because this gave me a headache and I still feel like I'm scared of men because what's going on with Ralph and Drew? Oh my god. What is happening? You, you I honestly 
Listen, you you have a scoop? No, I mean, I can give you my thoughts of what I think the truth is. What, what, what is the truth? What is the truth? <laughs> Deep sigh. I cried grew since last season. Her storylines are fake. I don't care what y'all <laughs> say. The things that she be having going on with Ralph and Drew and her reactions to it are way too nonchalant for someone who's really going through that kind of thing. Like, if, right. if you married someone, like, just we had Tampa last season, right? And that was a big deal. Now you're saying you got like his assistant saying he about to she about to give him a massage, and she over here laughing about like she's like, girl, can you believe that? And she's, I'm like, listen, I'm married. If my spouse had did that, it would not be no laughing matter. Like we would be in some like serious trouble right now because nah, that ain't gonna fly. Right. The way Drew handles it, and the way she talks about things, it gives fake. And then I don't want to skip ahead in the episode, but if even him like eavesdropping when they're talking, I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> it's been fake, and we. The producers literally clocked Drew lying in this episode, which I think we'll get to a little bit later. So, I mean, she's a liar. That's how I feel. <laughs> no, it's, she. she's definitely um, someone that, personally, I think she's great. But on the show, I feel like she is, she might be, like, putting on too much for the cameras. And it's like, like, believe me when I say that if you're truly yourself and you're genuinely yourself and we're seeing what's generally happening in your life the feeling of it being organic resonates more with fans than you having unnecessary drama it's it's not that we want to see your life upside down it's that we want to see your real life whether that that is boring or not if it's organic at least i appreciate the fact that this is just who she who she is you know but the fact that the drama feels made up is what I feel like turns viewers off when it comes to Drew. Um, Ralph is a mess. Um, I think that he definitely is a husband that understands that he's on a reality show and he's definitely in the leagues of the Joe Gorgas of the world where right. they know what, you know, what they're there to do. And um, there's also these couples in the housewives world where the couples team up, like we're both going to give on the show so that we're both staples of the show. And I feel like Drew and Ralph are very like, we both have to be messy in order right you know, for this to work out, for me to secure my spot on the show. And I just wish that everybody was just themselves. And I really, you know, I will give her this. Her wigs look better this season. They do. They do. <laughs> I think Portia is sending her some hair. <laughs> <laughs> Go and get hair, chat. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to have to agree with you, Alex. You know, I clocked it too when she got into that fake fight with Kenya. And Kenya was like, girl, why are you trying to, like, have this right now? It's not given what you're trying to get, you know? Right. Um, yeah. But it, it's it's very weird that you still don't know what happened in Tampa and you're still married. And your husband, husband, assistant, feel comfortable enough to text your husband that she want to come Give him a massage. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Outside of a professional masseuse, a massage, it, it, it ain't a massage. Like, I'm not going to walk up to no man and be like, oh, can I give you a massage? But and also, if that, was your, if that was your assistant, if that was your assistant, then your assistant should know that you're married. So why is your assistant feeling comfortable enough know? to text you that? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get at because... 
I would only feel comfortable texting someone that I don't know if they're married. But it's also like you're on a reality show. Everybody knows who you are. Everybody yeah, knows exactly. that you're married to Drew Sedora. Like, I'm sorry. That's not even an excuse. He cannot even come with that. Why is this woman comfortable enough to text you that? Like, that what doesn't make sense. No woman feels comfortable telling a man that is one married or in a relationship anything of those borderlines unless he's given her space to do those things. Right. That's all I'm gonna say. You know what? If, if he ain't flirted with her, or you know, be like, "Oh God, my back hurts. I wish you could give me a massage or something," and then maybe she's like texting him, and he's like, "Oh, you know, my back's still hurting," and she's like, "You want that massage?" That's probably right. really what it is, and he's making this assistant person look like she's trying to flirt or whatever, or, you know, touch him in, in general. I don't feel like a married man should be getting touched by anybody unless they are a professional person. Right. You you get married, you belong to somebody else. That person also belongs to you. And I'm not saying you can't have like a friendly massage or whatever, but let, let that be a discussion with you and your spouse first, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I'm sorry, like Alex said, if I picked up my spouse's phone and saw that, I would be like, Divorce court. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. I, I think so also. Another reason why I think it's fake. I mean, I when it comes to Drew, I just I see so many things. Like she I think she said in this very premiere that you know they're still working through Tampa. But I recall on the reunion uh season 13, she said that they worked it out because she he posted like I think he like provided her like some hotel receipts or some other yeah. thing. He was like, well, you know, it all made sense when he showed me all the documentation. But now you're still saying we're not over Tampa. So it's like, but you right. just said last reunion that you guys worked through it. That's all I'm like, okay, something's not adding up here. And then even Ralph, when he tried to give his little explanation, he was like, first off, he was mute for like five seconds. And then he kind of tried to think of something to say. And he was right. like, really not making no sense. I was like, ciao. Just say it's a storyline <laughs> on child because we we see it. <laughs> don't, don't try so hard. Don't try so hard, child. What what's next? Because I'm over Alex said the lie detector said no. That's a lie. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yes, Marlo Patrice finally got her peach, y'all. What are your thoughts about that? Because we see her in Monty role. We see her in Fabulosity role. What are your thoughts on her in the first episode as a full blown peach holder? Opulence, baby. <laughs> Very much um, that. Listen, I'm. I was so excited when she got a peach. Like when I found that that was actually confirmed, I was living. I was like, yes, finally, because she'd been putting in work for all these years, and pretty much Karen. Bra I'm not gonna say Karen Brown, but she was one of the main people on Bravo helped bring in ratings because she was willing to do things that people weren't willing to do. She was willing to be shady when people weren't willing to do it. Like. Season nine, she's talking about Candy being lesbian. Like someone said, you were lesbian. <laughs> like she was, she was just giving on like every season that she was in. Even when she was in rebounds and she was losing them battles, like her versus Eva, it was still iconic. Like we could still go back yeah. and watch and laugh, right? However, I will say, <laughs> and I don't know if this is because you know Kenya and Candy are very seasoned, like actual peach holders. I feel like the cast want to put Marlo through the ringer because she, like when you're a friend of the show you don't have to show much of your life like you get to just come on film get your check mm -hmm. pretty much go home but when you're a full-time like we get to dive into your life like we got to go into your house what you live in situation like where's your money coming from 
And I feel like a lot of the viewers were saying that people were being shady to Marlo, like Kenya and Kenya were being shady. But I kind of take it as like, they're like, okay, well, you're full time now. So you got to disclose where you make your money. We want to know because we've been wanting to know all these years and we know the viewers are definitely going to want to know. And like, I, I still want to know Marlo, where I'm trying to because I'm still confused. So I feel like now that she's a peach holder, we're going to get, it's going to get messy because I feel like she's not going to be used to that kind of heat because she never really had to go through it. And that's going to be a very interesting dynamic this season, I think. So I think that Marlo is, like, this has been coming for a very long time. Like, Marlo has given us so many good moments. If you think about some of the most iconic Roa moments, I'm pretty sure that Marlo is either in them or in the scene itself. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, she's always been someone that makes the other girls work. And she's the epitome of a friend of, like, that does her job the correct way. The correct way. How are you a friend of, and you literally are in the entire season last season? Marlo was basically a housewife season 13. Like, really? she was in every, she came to every cast trip. She was almost in every scene. Um, And honestly, when all of this is happening and we don't have those OGs anymore in the show, to see Marlo still going strong and now taking, like, an official role, uh, role in the show is amazing. When she, seeing her, her tagline, like, just seeing Marlo come in the tagline like intro, it's like crazy to me. Like I literally had like uh like oh wow, like Marlo is really a housewife moment while I was yeah. watching the show. So I'm happy for her. I just really hope that it doesn't go to her head. And um something that someone said on another podcast that I was listening to that I actually agreed to was, you know, don't think that oh I got it now. I have to figure out how to keep it. Oh, right. Kenya said Kenya said this to um Carlos King. She said it's about like when you know you're the moment, you know you're the moment. But when you have the moment and you're trying to keep the moment, don't do too much for that moment like because it makes you seem like, you know, you're doing too much, you're being extra. Right. So, it, I kind of agree with that, you know, like we love that you have a peach, but like don't think that you have to go now over the top to keep this peach. You know, like, just be you, just how you've been for the last 10 years, because that's what we love. So, just saying, because she's throwing every party, every weekend in Atlanta, celebrating herself, and I'm like, chow, how many parties? I'm like, it was a premiere party, a mar like, it was a lot, but, you know, shout out to the sis, it's been a long time coming, so I'm happy for her, I cannot, you know, what can I say? Yes, Marlo reminds me of, like, a PhD student. You know, they worked from undergrad to grad right. school, and now they're in like their third or fourth final year of their PhD, right. and they finally got that doctor in front of their name, and they're just wilding out. Uh, yeah. I'm super happy for her, first and foremost. I think what she's doing for her nephews is immaculate. Like, yes. it's very hard to trust someone else with your children and to know that they're in good care. And she's not like giving him half of what she has. Like if she's if she's fabulous, they're fabulous too. Right, yeah. And if she's eating luxury, they're eating luxury too. And I yeah. and I'm glad she can afford that for herself and her nephews. And I love how inclusive she is with them and so open and honest she is about what she's experiencing. Because she'll quickly say, I don't know how to do this. Like, if I'm going to make the breakfast, y'all at least better wake up, you know? And it, it's nice to see that side of her. Because if I'm being honest with you, I think that's what made us really actually like her. Because yeah. previously, it was like, 
Marlo was only coming in if she was Team Kenya or Team Nini and throwing low blows, blase, blase. But this side, her nephews, her nephews got her that peach. Exactly. I feel like this side of her really, really is what made us want her on the show. And I think a lot of people can relate to having family members who are incarcerated or have mental illness, certain things. And it really helped her and leveraged her from just being this woman who was once with a billionaire and have all these nice things. And I find it so funny how the women are trying to find out how she makes all of this money because for it to be such a mystery this long, at this point, I would have been like, girl, teach me. me Because what is happening? How does no one know? And I love that she doesn't tell anyone. It's like Cash Doll. Cash Doll never releases her age. I think that's what Marlo does. Never tells anyone how she gets her bread. But it's just so nice to see her finally on the show. She's definitely earned her peach. And I hope, like Wellington says, she stays authentic and stays true to herself because we see how with other housewives and other friends of when they try too hard to come on us full time or when they do too much or say too much about the cast and interview, et cetera, it never works out. So I'm really happy for that. Right. For the little dog. So cute. I was gonna say your dog popped up and the dog lover in me was like, come here, come here. Oh, she, she <laughs> like I was I had to mute myself because she came in the door, like she opened my door to come in here. I was like, oh, no room to do I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Another thing that I was going to add was that Marlo, another thing that I think is important that she's doing is the fact that she is showing these boys that it is okay to like be black and be rich and be black and do things of, you know, of class and like, that's okay. And Candy's very like that too. Like, I hate that there's this like thing that like you have to struggle in order to like, no, like, you, like if your parents got it, write it because that is what it's all about. And white people do exactly. it all the time, so we should be able to do it too. Exactly. Like exactly. exactly. I think one of the TikTok girls was talking about nepotism and the black community and luxury. And whoever you are, I cannot remember your name, but shout outs to you because I'm here for all of that. If you if you gotta skip the struggle, just understand and know that who you wants are to struggle. Black. <laughs> exactly. Just understand and know you're still black and go get it. Go get it. Whatever you want in life, go get it. If it's easier for you, take it. It it doesn't matter. The struggle is not fun for no one. Trust me. No matter how people try to paint it and put it, no, it's not fun for no one. Everyone lies who says you have to struggle first. Yeah, I have to on that because not to like bring it to a different franchise, but I feel like even on Potomac, they would ridicule Candace for her mom paying oh, for yeah. a bunch of stuff. And I'm just like, I wish I had that because I struggled. <laughs> and I'm living good now, but just because i like living good now doesn't mean I want to have to struggle to get there. I wish I could have right. just fucking had parents who did everything for me, like Candace or I, um, like Marlo's nephews are going to have or uh, Candy's kids have. Like, I wish I could have had that. But for some reason, it's like people look down on you if you don't come from a struggle. Like they want to, Right. I, I don't understand why that's like, it, it's your favorite more if you go through struggle than if you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Like we should want, I mean, black wealth, black generational wealth, we should all want to have that. Like if I ever have kids, they're going to be set. And I don't care what no one right. says about it. How, I feel like that's how it should be. Like you said, white people do it all the time and it's not looked down upon. So why is it within our community it's, it's looked down upon? It shouldn't. It's, it's this thing. Job. 
is this thing in this community that we think it's giving something, but it's really not giving what it should be giving. Yeah. So like, stop claiming this started from the bottom because it, it, it's not giving what you think it's giving. Like, it's not that serious. Um, moving on. So one of the highlights of the show, of the premiere was Drew's assistant child. Oh my God. Like who is, who is this person? Like Candy walks in. Ooh, Miss Legendary Candy Paris herself. Oh like, oh my. Yo, the writer of No Scrubs, the writer. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, when I got to laugh, I've been telling you I'm trying not to laugh. Yo, that was that a, and to me, I'm like, there's there has to be a reason why they're introducing this person to us. And of course, we later learned that that used to be Sheree's assistant and that supposedly right. he's claiming that Sheree's not paying him. And now this is where Drew and Sheree get into it. Of course, that's Drew's assistant. Like, of course, right. Drew, you're so, you're so messy. Like, like, are you serious? Nah, I die laughing. I was, first off, even Ken's reaction, Lily, it sent me. She was like, <laughs> you could tell she was like, you doing the most. Cause like, you're doing the most. Like, like, I ain't Beyonce. That's what you acting like. And I love my girl. <laughs> I love Candy over here. But like, even she was like, that all that for me? What? Like, what are we doing? Right. So I was, I was dead. Like, that shit was so funny. It really was. <laughs> Candy walked through the door and didn't expect Wikipedia to be in her face telling her her whole resume. <laughs> Listen, it was that that moment was amazing. Also, when um when Marlo literally cleared the girls when she was like, uh, did you go to private school? Um, no. <laughs> did you go to private school, Kenya? Um, no. And and she's like, and you're successful, and you're amazing, and you have businesses. And then she goes, Drew, did you go to private school? Drew is like, actually, I did. And she goes, and you're not successful. So, <laughs> my <boy. laughs> no, I don't. I don't like, also, that was too easy. That was too easy. She literally said, did you go to private school? Drew is like answering, super proud. Yes, I did go to private school. And she goes. And you're not successful, so point. <laughs> Yo, I don't know what it is. I don't know who hates Drew and the production team, but like the whole, I feel like the whole episode was just Drew clowning herself and the production just living, like hyping it up because she kept setting herself up for these reads and it was so embarrassing. Like, oh even Scarlett, who knew, and like she's not even like fresh to chill, like she's fresh in the mix right now. Even Sonny was saying, Drew, she was like, girl, you got a whole workout program, but you can't even do a squat. Like, what are we doing here? Like, Let's listen. talk about the picture. Let's talk about the before and after 10 pounds picture, oh. child. Because, like, listen, listen, oh, don't God. be posting. Don't be posting the same picture. Talking about 10 pounds lighter. That makes no sense, child. Like, that really makes I feel like only the U on or U is however you say it, H U E S. I felt like that was the only thing that was changed on the photo. Right. I you, I was dying laughing because I was like, "It's okay." Didn't I? I think I texted it to the group. I was like, "It's okay to have a mom bod." Like no one's mad about a mom bod. And you look beautiful. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to be out here with the BBL BB. <laughs> no, I can't even talk because it's so funny. <laughs> But the BBL girls drew like 
you could have a mom bod. You had these beautiful kids, rocket. You know, you still got a husband. Like, I mean, it's okay. You don't have to lie, Craig. Like, right. you talking about a workout plan? I was like, she works out. It was giving me donkey booty versus stallion. No, that I, I was thinking the same thing. Like that whole scene was uh, so crazy to me because, I mean, the before and after that was shady production. You did not have to do that, girl. Like, they go put. Uh, so shady. About twenty-five pounds, right? Isn't, isn't that what she claimed? She said like, ten. I think ten. There's no, no way it's twenty-five. I think the, I think the picture said ten, but she said she lost twenty-five, and they put a question mark. They said twenty-five question mark. <laughs> oh. She lost twenty-five pounds in three weeks, and then it was really only ten pounds or fifteen pounds, something like that. That was listen. I was so embarrassed, and then even then, like she literally just told us in that same scene, she got a mommy makeover, and then they literally put. I'm like. Okay, so number one, you got a mind makeover, and then you said you lost 35 pounds or 25, whatever the pounds were, in three weeks with your drop with Drew. It ain't adding up. The results ain't there. Like, no, it, and it's also like, it's also like, I don't like, you know, it's not like I want to discuss somebody's weight and stuff like that, but one, you're making it your storyline, right? You're making it your storyline about you creating this business, drop it, drop it with Drew. Um, but it's also like Sonia says, like, you know, are you even someone of this industry? Like, you don't know. You have a chef making your meals. So it's right. not necessarily like you're the one that knows about this curated meals that you tried yourself. You're just having a chef create healthy meals to sell to people. So, like, right. I think she's missing the point of a business sticks when we see yourself in the business. But we don't... You... Your brand and this well-being, like, lifestyle brand that you're trying to drop it by Drew, whatever's going on, they don't connect because it's like, we don't we don't see this as your everyday life. Like, if right. Sonia was doing this, if this was Sonia's storyline, it would make so much sense. Exactly. She's an Olympic winner. She's in the gym all the time. She, you know, she, first scene is her in the gym. So... I just I, I don't I don't understand why Drew decided to go with this for this season. Like, girl, give us something else. Like, I love you so much. Like, I love you so much. But please, please give us something else. I, it's not giving what you thought it was giving. I promise you, I did not want to laugh again because I'm working on that. But when she made it seem like she was about to coach Sonya through a workout. I was like, do you not know this is an Olympian? Like, girl, like, girl, like she was like, here are the tips or the squats. Like, girl, you can't And, and that's, and that Sonya is shady. Sonya is shady. Listen, she's Jamaican. She's Jamaican. All we do is shade. <laughs> I think the best thing uh, about Sonya is the fact that she's done reality TV before. So it's not like such a, a culture shock for her to be in front of right. cameras and, you know, give shade in the confessionals. That's why I feel like her carrying the bone at the Lay Archive event, um, back to Marlo and then bringing it and Marlo bringing it back to the girls. Like all of that. I'm like, okay, Sonia, episode one is already getting exactly. dirty. I love it. Listen, love this it. is she is a Jamaican to the bone. This is what we do. Like if you put any Jamaican on camera, we're going to shade. We're going to carry the bones. We're going to laugh. We're going to find something to critique. And she did just that. And like you said, I love that she's already had the experience because if she was so fresh to the cameras, 
I would hate that she would get so much daggers thrown at her for being her authentic self because we right, see right. other people on the cast not being their authentic self and how laughable mm. that is. Yeah, I think well, Sonic fit right in with the group. Like, I, as soon as she was introduced, like, it just, like you said, it felt authentic. Like, I just felt like she fit in. Like, it didn't seem like, like, you know, last thing when we had Drew, it, I feel like it took Drew a few episodes to really get, like, within the group. But I feel like Sonic, it just clicked immediately. Like, she was, she clocked in for work. She was being messy. She was being shady. Right. Like, she was doing it all in one episode. And, like, that's literally her first episode. I'm like, okay, if this is what you're giving in the premiere, like, what are you about to give the whole season? And not to bring it back to Drew, I, I hate it. <laughs> I want to leave that behind, but, like, there's it stuck in my head. When she was working out with uh, Sonic, she literally said, yeah, I got dropped with Drew. It helps you lose like a hundred pounds. Like you literally lose like hundreds of pounds. I'm like, if it's a 21 day program, who's losing hundreds of pounds? <laughs> like, it's giving all. Like, it's giving all in by Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's giving um lipo 360 because that's the only way that's gonna happen in 21. Exactly. Like yes. that. It, it, it's just like Alex said, the lie detector said, <laughs> you're not telling the truth. And production just keeps on trolling her. I, I don't know who trolls Drew more, herself, her husband. Our or production. Her husband. <laughs> Listen, oh, wait, I, 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 hold on, I don't mean to cut you. I got one more thing before I forget. Cause no, go Drew, ahead. Go I, ahead. First off, she didn't just clown herself. She clowned her husband when she was talking about how Ralph is an elf, like an athlete. And she called him on the phone. He's like, well, yeah. You know, athlete, oh. but, you know I, I didn't actually play. She's like, what? But you were like, I thought you were on the team. He's like, yeah, I was on the team for two years. But like, I didn't actually get to like chat. <laughs> you were this man up and he was on the bench for two years. Not one game. I was, I was done. I was like, Yo, I, I was like. <laughs> you're making, it too, you're making it too easy. You're making it too easy for this producers. <laughs> Like my chicks have stayed up here since Alex started talking about you. <laughs> you know, but listen, I I couldn't stand her last season. But if this is what she's gonna give me, like if she's gonna give me a reason to laugh, I wanted her to stay forever because I laughed at her the whole episode in a good like. I'm making fun of her because she's doing it to herself. It's, she makes it too easy, but yeah, she makes no such good TV. So I'm not even mad at her. I'm just embarrassed. No, I. I agree with you. Drew is doing it to herself and she's making it too easy for everybody. Um, every week, we are going to give you the recap of the Real Houses of Atlanta. So make sure that you guys tune in to the show every week. Make sure that you guys subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at The Reality Rundown and well, on Instagram at The Reality Rundown, on Twitter, Reality Rundown underscore. Every week at the end of our show, we like to give our viewers three shows that they need to watch. Um, into the next episode. So this week, we'll have Alex give the viewers the three shows that he's obsessed over. So go ahead, Alex. Okay, well, of course, Atlanta. Like, if you're not watching Rouse in Atlanta, where have you been? I mean, that's literally, it's the best. I don't care what anyone says. It is still the top, and it's not going nowhere. So you need to be watching right. that. However, there are two shows coming next week that I got to remind everyone for. May 11th, we get Beverly Hills, which I don't know if y'all watch Beverly Hills, but I do, and I heard it's going to be a great season. So I will be tuning in for that. And I actually, watched the I'm first gonna... episode already. It's oh. great. Oh. It's you heard great. it here first. It's great. So y'all better be watching that. And the same day, the Challenge All-Stars 3, which if y'all like competitive reality, that's a good reality show to watch. Challenge All-Stars 3 has my girl Naya Moore on it. If you know, you know she's iconic. She's going to be on that season. So I'll be watching that too. So those are my three. And I'm excited. That's my birthday. So 
I'm getting so oh much. Oh my god, May 20th? Oh, oh, no, May 11th is my birthday, yeah. Oh, May 11th, yeah. Yeah, I get Beverly Hills and All Star. I'm like, yeah. You get, wow, you get, that's amazing. I, actually, one of my friends told me about All Star. So I'm actually eyeing that out because everybody, I've seen a lot of buzz also on Twitter with this season. So yeah. I'm going to eye that out because the challenge is one show that has been able to stay on the air for multiple seasons and their right. fans are very cult fans. So listen, mm. if they're doing it, it's for a reason. <laughs> You're a fan too? I've been watching. First of all, real world, road rules, all of those shows. Yes. I could probably speak properly. And I'm hooked because they bring back all the problematic people and all the naive people. And those are the type of people that make the best television. And it's so crazy because some of them, like, you've seen them getting drunk as young adults turning into mom and dad. And then yeah. they come on the show and they really live this whole, like, being in the house with 20 other people life. Right. And the ones who can tolerate and can't tolerate it. Plus, they have the challenge and elimination. It's yep. so good. It's so good. So good. I'm going to tune in. I'm going to tune in for sure. Well, that has been our show, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on Reality Right After. And keep watching for more exclusive content, interviews, and surprises every Wednesday. Listen, we're all over YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Make sure you guys look us up. Alex, thank you so much. Tell everybody where to find you and plug your YouTube for us, please. Yeah, so I'm the same on every platform, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Alex Salter TV. If you like Real Housewives content, go check them on YouTube because that's literally all I do. It's all I talk about, child. He it ain't spilling changing. the tea. <laughs> it ain't changing. And I like that you that you tell the truth because telling the truth is what's important in this community. So I appreciate that. You guys go check him out. Subscribe to his channel and follow him. And if you miss the show on our YouTube, make sure that you catch it on our podcast. We're everywhere available spotify apple podcast so if you miss the show go on our podcast and listen to it thank you so much katie and alex thank you so much we'll see each thank other you. next week thank you. bye